meeting is being recorded. All right, so any questions uh, anybody has just to kick things off. Um, can be about anything, honestly. Um, and if it's something personal, uh, just DM me, but anything that you're happy sharing with the other closers, just feel free to ask. <clears throat> no? All right, cool. Well, we'll just jump right into it then. Um, the uh, thing I wanted to say that I'm noticing a lot of people uh, do that are successful uh, is they don't, and I talked about this last time a little bit, where I talked about how you have to keep scheduling follow-ups people. Um, I've noticed 90% of closers think that the, the sale happens in the first two calls. Uh, almost 100% of closers overestimate their closing ability, even myself, right? Um, that's almost like a universal truth. Uh, everyone thinks they're better at closing than they are. Um, but the reality is that 90% of the closes actually happen on the third or fourth call. So you have to keep finding ways to get them to come on a call with you. Because if you don't, you're not playing the statistics, which is that you're not building enough of a relationship. Now, obviously, for the leads that come in, that come to you from inbound and just someone sends you a referral and they say, hey, you got to work with this guy or this girl. Really good, crushes it, works with them, and they get a great result. Like Those deals are going to close at a much higher rate. They're always going to. But anything where you have to convince someone that they need a product that you know they need, but they don't see it yet, um, you're gonna to need to build a relationship with that person. And a relationship takes longer than an hour to build. I mean, any relationship does. So what you should do and what you should see with your calendar is that you should have enough time for follow-up calls in your calendar. And a, a good majority of your calls should actually be just scheduled follow-ups. Meaning, I just had the, the, let's say it's our sales process. So every sales process is unique. The one we use is for the majority of people, is you book a podcast, you get them on the pod, you get them to opt into the training, you do the training. After the training, you say, hey, here's what we do. Here's our pricing. This is something you think you might need. They'll say maybe, or they'll say no, in which case that's fine. But, but a lot of times what they'll say is, this sounds super interesting. Reach back out to me in a month. That's a very common thing. What you could do in those situations is say, hey, look, I totally get you're not ready to move forward right now. That's all fine but let's do this. I, I want to explore this relationship further. I'm happy to give a bunch of free value. Let's just reconnect for like 15 minutes or 30 minutes next week. I'll just put it as a scheduled time on our calendar. I'll keep bringing you new marketing insights, data, everything uh, to help you grow during that time. Now, why is this important? Not only is it because that it helps you actually close a lot of deals, but also it does what the top closers typically do, which is the top closers typically don't need leads. They're able to go and, and, and generate their own leads because they have all these relationships, right? They don't need to supplant, a, they don't need leads. Like, for example, uh, I was able to close seven deals at $2,500 a month just in the last few weeks because they're all for my referrals, right? I don't need new leads to get me sales, right? Because I have all these relationships, you know? So the same thing applies here the best closers basically hit escape velocity and they realize that because you also get more commission because we can pay you more commission if you do this because it's from your referrals. Uh, but then also you just, it's more efficient. You're not talking to new people. Uh, and of course everyone wants that dream scenario, which is like, I want qualified meetings on my calendar that are ready to close and ready to buy. That like basically never happens. Even the ones that come in that are inbound and are looking for a service are shopping you around with like five other marketing agencies. 
So that like never happens that they're just like super happy and ready to buy. It's very rare, right? So you're almost always going to have to win them over. And the best way you can get an edge on winning people over is to just change your mindset from, I'm going to try to close this person in an hour to, I'm going to try to do whatever it takes to close this person, even if it takes two hours, three hours, because that's the reality of the situation. And I'm going to build a relationship. And I'm sure that just through that relationship, I'll be able to. That's why top salespeople always have huge networks. If you notice that the top salespeople always have all these people that they know and they have networks. And I feel like that was in large part what helped with me was that I just knew so many people and so many partners were sending me referrals because I just built this huge network. And so the network is a necessary part of the sales closing process, building that up, building relationships, getting people that like you before they buy from you. You got to get them to like you before they buy from you. You got to get them to trust you before they buy from you. You got to get them to think. And the reason it's also important to have multiple calls is because like I said, 90% of people think that the call happens in the first two calls. Well, that gives you an advantage because if you're willing to take more calls with them, now you're not like 90% of people. You're like the, the minority that actually goes above and beyond. And that was the common theme we kept hearing as we grew our agency was you have to go above and beyond. And they kept telling us that we were going above and beyond. They were like, oh my gosh, you're doing things that no other agency is doing. I'm so happy that you did this for me. We gave so much value that no one else was willing to do, right? And that's why we grew. And so when I see all these people trying all these like growth hacks and strategies and hoping that one of them just like pops off and works, it almost never does because they're not doing the fundamental thing that drives sales and is building relationships. And that's more important than anything else, anything else, right? So with that, does anyone have any questions? Otherwise, I'm just going to jump right into uh, uh, actually sharing some of the uh, case studies and then doing some of the scenarios a little bit. But anyone got anything? Lucas, do you? Actually, yeah, you go first. Oh. How, <laughs> how um, you make a good point when you talk about like uh, you know just kind of creating you know opportunities to follow up. Are those are those like how structured are those, or is it like? you know, where we should spend 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes doing some research and then having some, you know, having actually something to, to walk them through. I guess my, my hesitation is that yeah. the trainings have always been, I don't know. I think they've fallen flat, frankly, because yeah. perhaps I'm not prepared or I don't have a, I don't know. Well, I mean, I look at it as why don't you just start doing stuff for people? Like you have access to editing tools. Why not just edit one of their episodes for them? I, you shouldn't, you shouldn't sacrifice hot opportunities for cold opportunities. Obviously anyone that's like ready to buy should be front and center. Of course, like this is only secondary, but the way you should look at this is there's hot opportunities. Then there's in there's nurtured opportunities. And then there's cold opportunities with the people you're just meeting. The problem is most people jump straight to hot opportunities and they don't nurture those middle ones. So what I'm getting at is like, you should just do everything for them to show them that it works. So like one of the things, I did actually to launch this podcast strategy and get it off the ground. One of the things I did was I was just like at the beginning, cause I didn't, um, we, when we first launched it, we didn't have a lot of case studies outside of our own for the podcast. So I was like, all right, I want to show that it actually works. So I did it for myself. I closed deals from it. And I said, all right, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to actually start sending the first messages for you. I'm going to start doing it for you. And if you need me, let me know, but this will show you if it works or not. Right. Um, and people were like, okay, sure. Why not? And I thought, look, there is definitely the argument to be made that I'm, I'm losing money on it in some aspects, but I'm also gaining like an insane amount of trust and I'm actually getting them to like the product. Plus, if you think about it, 
people have a limited supply of money. They're not going to spend money on something if they don't think it's actually good. So if you start doing it for them and they don't like it, well, then that's actually more a reflection of your service than it is their willingness to buy, right? So it needs to be something that actually is inherently good and that inherently like wows them, even if it doesn't require that much work to do. So like what I see a lot of people do is, um, you know, free design and it, it or uh, set up your podcast. So for me, like a lot of people want to do a podcast, but they don't actually know how. So I don't actually need to necessarily always book the meetings for them. I could just start creating the podcast. I'm like, hey, I just came up with the graphic design for you. Hey, I just, uh, let, I'll, I'll record the first episode for you. Let's do that first episode right now. Like why, why wait? Let's do it right now. Or, hey, um, here's the kind of topics you should come up with. Have you thought about topics to do? Do you know how long the podcast episode should be? Like, just start giving it to them. And then here's the thing that happens. Again, anytime hot opportunities come up, so eventually what's going to happen is one of these people are going to cry uncle and they're going to be like, all right, I'm ready. Like, let's go. And they'll say, okay, this sounds great. Let's move forward with next steps. Like, what are the next steps? When that happens, then you can close them. And then what you could say to the other people who are straggling and are farther down on the, the heat ladder is uh, you could say, look, I can't, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing it for free. I have all these other people who are closing. Uh, are you sure you don't want to move forward? Because I've given you all this value. And I know it's not required that you do, but uh, it's all really could work for you. And I've already started on that process. Um, so basically, like anytime you're not closing deals, you really have to ask yourself what friction is in place that is preventing them from buying, right? Yeah. And if you can reduce the barriers to friction, and a lot of friction manifests itself in either... Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get an ROI for this. That's one big source of friction. Another big source of friction is, uh, uh, this, um, seems too hard or too difficult, or I don't know how to do it. Right. And that's why the training is so important because what, what we sell a lot of the times as service providers is not just the service. It's like the understanding of the service. They have to understand it. Otherwise it's not going to work. If they don't fully understand what's going on, if you close them, they'll just leave which is not what you want either. You know, you need people to stay. So part of the reason you do the training is because it helps you in general with your sales process. You become a better teacher. Teachers close deals better than closers because people trust teachers more than they do salespeople. That's just a fact. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why teaching is a better method. Uh, if you guys want to see a visual example of this at scale, I recommend honestly all of our content, but also just going to uh, this guy who's on the Inc. 500. He was one of our clients. And uh, he's part of our group still. I've interviewed him multiple times on the show. His name is Stephen Pope. He's the 334th fastest growing company in the United States. Uh, first thing you see on the website, right? And he has a huge YouTube channel just for teaching. First thing you see, four most effective ways to grow sales in 2023. Boom, right? That's the first thing you see. His, he has 31,000 subscribers. He's probably the biggest like YouTube seller teacher in the space. And what I learned is when I was working with him, Everyone would come in and basically say, I was watching your videos forever and I've been trying everything from the videos and they're great, but I still can't figure it out. Can you help me? Right? So the reason he is in the Inc 500 is because he already did this mass produced it and then scaled it up to all these people and he gets leads from it. So what I try to do, and then what, what it's interesting. So just to like prove the point even further, what we did with him was, uh, he was really well known from his inbound leads, people that came through the website but in the YouTube channel, but for people that we were reaching out to, nobody knew who he was. So the inbound outbound wasn't even working. Right. But then what we started doing was we started doing what my method is. I told him to do this, which is make videos for people that analyze 
their situation and give them some kind of value and say, this is why you need us, right? You started doing that. Then he actually started booking meetings. Why? Because he was teaching them something. It wasn't because uh, they magically just suddenly knew who he was. It was because uh, they were teaching him something. And that's the reason it worked. That's also the reason my business scale too, is because you teach people stuff, right? Um, you give them value. And there's other ways to get value. Like I said, you could just do a freebie. You can just do it for them, which is a part of value. But like the thing I just try to ingrain into the closer's minds and a sales rep's mind is that like the way, like the, the best way to give value is to not sell because sales is an extraction of value. You're trying to get value from them. You're trying to like, you're trying to get them to sell you on something, which is their time trying to get, you're basically extracting stuff from that. And that's not a, that's not the basis of a good relationship. A good relationship starts with actually giving. And if you give, it's corny, but you will receive, it will come back to you, but you have to actually give, 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 give. That's why all these top sales gurus always talk about that. It's because it's the exact same thing for everyone in every industry. Just give as much as possible and people will buy it. You know? What, so are, some examples? Kind of examples. what are some examples of giving though? Like what can I give? Well, it depends on what you sell with us. I have a lot of examples for, for our agency, but, um, I can definitely give you, uh, uh, some examples pretty much for every industry. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, do, do you, do you, uh, what, what are you focusing on right now? Uh, more like a UI type of stuff. So like web design. So that's actually easy to show value. So you could actually just start mocking things up for people in Figma. And I'm a full right. stack software developer. I built the software for our company that people use. And uh, uh, we just, whenever I want to close a new software development client or a web development client, we'll just start building a website, right? Because what's the first thing they're going to think? They're going to think, well, does this person even know how to build websites? It's so easy to lie online nowadays, right? That's what their biggest concern is. Is this person even good? You know? So you just um, build yeah, just show them. Just okay. show them. Show them if you're good, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't just tell them. Show them. If you just say, "Hey, like, don't don't trust me. Don't trust my case studies," because all those things could be lies, right? Like everything that I just showed you could be a lie. Just let me do it for you. You'll see it, and then uh, if you like it, buy it. Right? How it's much? So how, simple. how much time yeah. do you put into it? Uh, as much time as there is where you're not getting sales. So for example, if there is uh, no other sales coming in, all you should be doing is doing free stuff because there's nobody buying from you. So you have to find ways to increase the value of the service, meaning that you should be nurturing relationships and giving value to those people until they eventually buy Unless, And then until once you start getting people buying from you, then you cut that off, right? So you basically give, give, give. And then once people are just like, hey, I, when somebody says, Hey, I want to work with you. And then now you have less time. You go to somebody else. You say, Hey, I can't do this anymore for free. You're going to have to like pay me, you know? Um, can you ask someone else to do it for you? Yeah, you can. Uh, but like, what I would someone? always recommend, yeah, what I would always recommend to sales reps, you can always have someone else do it. But what I'd always recommend to sales reps is uh, try to actually learn to do the product because it's going to make you a better seller. People buy from experts more so than they buy from salespeople. There's a lot of hype on the internet about like, you know, selling high ticket offers and like just being a sales rep. But there are people who make a lot of money from that. Don't get me wrong. But the people who make the most money from that actually fully understand the service, right? So like you see all these consultants and stuff and they're actually really smart people. They really understand business. They understand the numbers of business and they can start computing like numbers for people on calls that are actually very valuable for them, right? So it's not like they're just selling to sell. It's because they actually fully understand the business model, you know? Okay, um, so I see. Yeah. 
So it's easier to sell if you actually, so it's easier to sell if you know what you're doing. Yes. Okay. It's yes. Like, so much easier. So much easier. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Any other questions, you guys? Anything? I want to make sure I answer them before we move on. So. All right. Cool. So what we could do is um, let's uh, let me just show you guys this. Uh, and unless I've created a custom page for you, like for Andrew, Andrew, I made a I made a new page uh, for you with three thousand dollars a month. At any point in time, you guys can come to me and say, hey, I want to sell this for a different price. I don't care. It's just that I'll just make a separate page for you and, and just do that. But the most common page is this one, uh, which is the the one I just sent. Andrew, that's actually the generic one. Yours is going to be the one that's uh, that has your name at the end. Um, no, I know. Okay, cool, cool. But that, but that one there is uh, for everyone to use. Um, and that's just the generic one. And you get 20% commission first time for any referral you you send to us that uh, you close from our uh, business. So that closes from our business, anything you get 50% if it closes from your book of business. Um, and you can also white label it and I can give you the white label price too for two grand a month. You can white label it. So you get all the stuff you can do it for two grand a month uh, and you can white label it usually at like 2,500 or, or $3,000 essentially. So um, that's pretty much it. Uh, but I wanted to show you guys it because uh, some people had questions about like how to sell this product. Um, and I'm not going to go into too much detail because I'd rather go through scenarios. To be honest, I think they're more constructive. But um, just a brief overview. Essentially, you have the sign up here where they can go pay. It's the payment link. Uh, you have all of our testimonials here. Um, you have an example of our podcast that reached the top 5% globally. You can click the link to get to the podcast. You have, um, you know, people can see it here. Uh, you can see the downloads per month. You can see the trend over time. You can see the community we've built. You can see our screenshots of our sales. So this is a month. So we did like six, almost 70,000 in uh, May, 2022. And then in May, 2021, we did almost 190,000 in that month. Uh, our software sales growth over nine months. And then our uh, podcast resources. So there's going to be a lot of people asking a lot of the same questions. So just go to this document while they're asking them and just look at the answers. Uh, if there's questions that you that are not answered, just text me and I'll add an answer to it on this document. But this has all the questions and answers. This has, this has like the step-by-step -step on how to create a podcast, all videos on how to do it. Um, this is why people should have a podcast. And this is the conversion script for the podcast. So you know, basically this shows why with screenshots. And then this is the script that shows minute by minute how to do the whole process. Um, and then, uh, oh, and even in here, actually, if a lot of you guys are interested in like how to do the trainings and stuff, uh, or actually I don't, I don't think I have it in here, but I have a, if you guys ever want to see a live version of the training, I have an example of that. Here's clients, podcast examples, here's screenshots of meetings booked for different kinds of companies. And then we also just have a ton of screenshots and other social proof here uh, for our business, right? So this is just the main go-to-market price. Uh, if you want to manage accounts uh, and not just close them, then you get a 10% monthly recurring commission um, as well. And that's pretty straightforward. It takes like, for me right now, it takes about four hours a day to manage uh, $50,000 in recurring revenue, which means if I was a, not the owner of the business, but a, but a contractor, I'd make $5,000 a month. And on top of that, 
I'd make any money I get from closing. I typically close about $15,000 a month in recurring revenue on top of that. So if I did that for my network, that would be essentially 7.5 on top of that five. It's a $12,500 paid in that month. Um, that's essentially our model. Uh, any questions on any of that before we go into scenarios, just in this last part here, anything? So we send over that website to the clients? Yep. Yep. Okay. And if you pay and it was from you and it was from your network, I'll pay you 50% of that first month. And okay. if you want to manage them through us, meaning you want to like be a Twix contractor and manage them as a contractor with us, then uh, uh, you get 10% monthly commission of the 2,500. But if you want to white label it and just run it through your business, then you just sell for two grand and you, you or you sell for whatever you want. And you, you make the difference between two grand and whatever you want. So mm -hmm. okay, there's a couple different ways to do it. If you want to white label it, I'll send them a separate link. So just let me know if you want to white label it. Otherwise, we can just do it this way. Okay. Um, but uh, any other questions at all? No. Okay. So let's jump into some different scenarios. Um, June, I did this with you yesterday. So I'll probably do a little bit for either Ethan, Hector, Andrew. Hector, I did it for you last time. So unless Ethan or Andrew don't want to have anything done with them, which is fine if you guys just want to listen. Uh, then I'd, I want to try with you guys to do a different scenario or ask you questions as if I was a client. So uh, either of you guys want to go? Can I just listen today? Okay, cool. No worries. Uh, Hector, uh, June, I'll probably do it with you if you want. Uh, you know, you could also listen if you want. I could just show you guys uh, an mm -hmm. example actually of a recent uh, one if that's easier. Yeah, sure. Okay. Let me do yeah. that then. Unless you guys, do either of you guys want to do it? No? Um, okay. Yeah, it's a friend I prefer to listen. I'm just observing um, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Here. Perfect. Okay, so here's what I'll do. I'll just, uh, I uploaded a bunch of new ones yesterday. So um, let me, uh, a few days ago. So let me uh, grab one that's valuable. So. What do you guys think would be more important, seeing a, a deal close or seeing um, uh, a podcast convert into a sales pitch? For me, um, for me, it's the the former part, like a deal's close. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So this is one that this one just said uh, told me they wanted to move forward. Um, they're paying twenty five hundred a month. Uh, and, and this is an example of why it's so important to have multiple calls. Cause I just kept booking another call, another call. This is the third call. And then right after this third call, they said they wanted to move forward. Right. Um, what happened was I initially talked to the CEO. The second call was with the CEO and the VP of sales. And then the third call was just with the VP of sales because the CEO didn't want to hop on. It, it was more of the VP to decide if he wanted to move forward. So I'll play it. And then, you know, I, I'll just, play as much as I want and just message if you guys uh, have to head out. So. Hey, what's up, Zach? Hey, Lucas, how are you? You guys hear that all right? Yeah, yeah. I can hear it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So feel free to message uh, in uh, the chat uh, any questions you guys have while I'm doing this. So. Fantastic, man. Um, do you know if uh, Samad's hopping on? No, he's not going to make it today. Oh, okay. Got it. So, um, 
yeah, I just wanted to uh, jump on uh, on his behalf, and uh, I don't know if you had anything in particular planned for today or if it was just kind of follow-up questions and um, going over a few things or not. Yeah, did you guys uh, did you guys get the uh, the training uh, emails we sent over? Yeah, I believe uh, I believe so. Those went to him um, and then to me, so I, I don't I don't get anything personally. Okay. Um, but yeah, so what's uh, let me see? Did you have an agenda for today in particular? Yeah, kind of follow your lead. Is we send over the training and then um, people typically try to implement it themselves. And then usually on this call, I answer any questions that they have about the training um, and any, uh, you know, ultimately we want to decide if um, this is something you guys need or if this is something that you can do on your own. Um, and that's usually where I uh, fill in with this call. So um, okay. I'm happy to, kind of just walk you through the basics of what we do. Um, and then uh, I don't know if maybe, uh, I don't know if, I mean, I know I know Samad basically mentioned that he wanted to uh, uh, discuss like potential next steps. I don't know if he had a timeline on that or if he, well, his idea was, but um, you know, I'm happy yes. to talk about that too. Yeah, so on our end, we're just going to be taking care of some of the logistics, um, and I'm pretty sure that at this point we're uh, willing to give it a try and you know see where we are on our end. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that we'll be looking at any proposals um, that you may have sent over uh, yeah. for this weekend and getting everything kind of finished up on our end. Yeah. So one thing that we can discuss then, so if, if it's looking like we probably will work together, I think what could be good is I will just um, kind of treat this as a sort of, you know, a, a call where we can kind of go through all the specifics of what it looks like to work together. Um, and also things that you guys can do if you decide not to work with us to kind of continue on with the spirit of what we try to teach people to do. Cause there's, we kind of have a method obviously that we, we, we we're happy if people follow, even if, even if they don't work with us. So, I can go, kind of go through that. And then I think the, um, you know, I think just in general too, um, I, especially with sales teams, uh, understanding like all the moving pieces, cause I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, you know, the number of relationships that you manage or talk to, it just multiplies the complexity of any campaign. So I just kind of wanted to understand like how many people are on your team around the sales function? How many people will I be talking to or am my team be talking to? Just some of these like more specific things um, if we do choose to work together uh, that way we are, we're really prepared going into uh, next week you know if, if we do kick this thing off um, I'd love to know from your perspective what what moving pieces there are on that side yeah absolutely so um, just as far as our dental side is concerned our focus um, on that end is basically for uh, for closers that we're working with um, at the moment and so that would be really kind of. I wanted to pause right there just to ask, answer any questions about that beginning part. And then also uh, stress something, which is that the, you can give value in the training, uh, which I did in the second call. Uh, and sometimes that training continues into the third or fourth call. 
But also, if it's looking like it's going to close, then you can also just start gathering information because um, that gives them a reason to hop on the call. Because remember, um, you just need to give them a reason to come, right? Uh, continuing the relationship is very important. Continuing the conversation is very important. They just have to have a reason to come on the call. So that could be continuing to do the training, giving them something for free, or it could be um, just... Uh, yeah, giving them other, uh, getting getting information. Do you um, have the training link? Yep, yep. Um, so let me send that to you now. Um, so this is with a different client. I actually do have that one too, but uh, let me. This one's a little better. Um, and what does the training entail? What's so? What does it revolve around? Uh, so it involves informing them about how our process works. Um, so. You know, if you read through the different uh, documents um, on the uh, uh, that I that I mentioned on that page, you'll learn about the process, and then you can teach the process, right? So that can come in a variety of forms. It could come in literally just actually just pulling up those pages and teaching people stuff. Because remember, they don't know that that information exists, so you're just basically walking them through it. Um, and again, this is valuable. Right. If it's not valuable, then they'll just leave. But the whole point is that you, if they think it's valuable, then they'll keep talking to you. And if they think it's valuable, then it's just a matter of time before they buy. Uh, and so then at that point, just a determination of how long should I even stay talking to this person versus are there other opportunities that are uh, approaching that actually are more worth my time, which there always will be. It's just that you have to be able to nurture opportunities too if you want to close deals. It can't just all be uh, um, essentially uh, uh, first calls or something, you know. Um, but that right there is the a training example. You can go through that. Um, but I might actually just stop right now and just put the links in here for you guys to watch if you want to, um, just because I know it's already past time. Um, but that video is pretty good for uh, seeing how those calls go. Definitely recommend watching it. And then just uh, email me if you have any questions or text me. Um, anything else you guys uh, want to know or have any questions about before we hop off? Is there like a certain training link you give them? Or like a... <clears throat> yeah. Yes. So the there's a lead handbook. Okay. Uh, so there's two things actually. So this here... Uh, is the the lead uh if you put an email through that it'll send them through the workflow so you can put that uh you can use that email that document you can send people through workflow yep. but you could also um guide them through like uh what it is that we do for people during the training sessions etc by using this document called the twiz leads handbook you can make a copy of it and essentially it has all the ammo you need for the training process it has all the resources and it also has um, like information that you need to gather in order to help them. So for example, if you go um, to this document, you make a copy of it, it has all the resources. Uh, it also has basic information you need to gather from them uh, all here. And then also like what we can do over the next two weeks to like train them, right? We can come up with a marketing plan, come with an offer, come up with a target market, audit competitors, um, identify contacts, uh, uh, we can create copy, LinkedIn copy, sales copy, et cetera. Uh, and if you actually go to the, um, 
this podcast outreach scripts, this, ha this already has the, uh, the copy like for different things. Right. So you could literally go here and just say, Hey, yeah, here's the copy. Let's make a version of it for you. And let's just let's customize it. You know, like let's come up with scripts. Um, that I, I tried to create a bunch of training materials. So you could basically keep them interested for a while before they decide to move forward. Um, that way you never feel like there's nothing to talk about, you know? Yeah. But ultimately it's just like, I just really believe in the whole mentality of show don't tell. That's the main thing, right? If you can actually show them that you're valuable instead of telling them that you're valuable, then you're more likely to actually, uh, you know, get them as a, um, uh, partner or, or a client or whatever it is, but you just, just show them, you know, don't tell them people will believe you more if it's actually true and they can see it. Right. So but we don't uh, show them the handbook, right? That's for us. Right. It's like a, like a little outline for us. Well, it, that's kind of like, you know, I think of it as the, the hat you want to put on is the teacher hat. You want to say, look, this is the document I'm, between our calls. I'm going to help you fill it out, but you can also fill it out too. And the more you fill it out, the more I can help you. Right. Okay. And then basically you're just trying to tell them this is how you do it. And then the thing is you ultimately, the whole process of closing is getting somebody who thinks that it's valuable to either a try it for themselves or b realize it's so overwhelming that they can't do it themselves and they have to hire someone for it. So you're basically trying to get them up that ladder to eventually get to that point where they realize that. But all you're trying to do is get them there. And the reason I do teaching instead of closing is because people do not like salespeople and people love teachers. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's very different. Like they, the mentality is that they, 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 literally the least trusted person on the planet. If they, if you look at statistics on this, it's like uh, politicians and salespeople, right? They're like super untrusted by people uh, statistically. So yeah. um, you don't want to be either of those things. You want to be something people can trust, which is, uh, a lot harder to do, but when you do it, you get more sales, right? Um, does that make sense? Any other questions you guys got? No, that makes sense. Awesome. And then uh, I think that'll probably do it. Uh, I'm going to pause the recording. June, if you actually want to hang on for a sec, because I wanted to walk you through.